Hi everyone, welcome to Being Youthful. I am Kim Beegler. I'm the owner of Youthful Fiber Farm and Mill, and I am sitting here in the mill. If you are new to me, welcome. If you are returning, thank you for coming back. Um, there are chapters. I'm gonna say that real quick because I am trying to rem remind myself and you all that there are chapters. So if there are certain topics that you don't care about, just skip through them. Um, super easy to do on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio, not so easy to do. You just are graced with getting to listen to me <laughs> until you turn it off. Um, but in this episode, I have got some videos from inside the mill of me doing a little picking and carding and dyed in the wool fiber. I'm very excited. Um, I have a continental knitting. So continental knitting, I've took a deep dive into this um, and I'm petting my cat over here. So if you see a little tail popping up, that's why. Wish is here and she wants some attention. Um, I posted some continental videos on uh, Instagram and they got a lot of feedback. So interesting. So anyway, I did a tutorial on continental knitting Norwegian style, which is how I do it. Um, it's a little bit different than how some people continent on it as it turns out because it sparked a whole conversation on instagram um, from people around the world that knit continental different anyway super interesting i thought i'd put the tutorial in here it's also just its own video on youtube but um, i thought i'd throw it in here in case you want to watch it you don't have to go searching for it uh, i also am going to show you a little perk of continental purling norwegian style um, because I'm working on a, actually I have been working on a pearl slip one back and forth. Um, and if you are a continental pearler, it is magical. Of course I did a whole sweater and didn't do it this way. But anyway, I was going to share a little video showing you the perk of that because, uh, your yarn is stays in the same place. If you are slipping and purling continental, it's just this tiny little, tiny little movement. Um, anyway very graceful and beautiful continental purling this way is so it's like doing a little dance with your needles too anyway so I thought I'd show you a little video of that I am going to do a tutorial on the purling um but not quite today so and then I wanted to show you my works in progress so it's pretty quick um okay first off I wanted to there were no viewer questions so I don't have to, I don't have to forget to do that, I guess, but please ask questions. I love the questions, but I did want to touch on really quickly. Uh, there is apparently uh, a spinning wheel shortage, which I knew that there were some supply issues, especially with certain companies. Um, Lendrum, for instance, it's very hard to get a Lendrum double treadle spinning wheel right now, which is a wheel that has become pretty popular. Um, so they're having some supply issues, but as it turns out, I was in zooming with some of my people in my Patreon group and it's not just Lendrum. Like it is not easy to get a lot of spinning wheels right now. So it got me to thinking, what can I do? Because lots of people want to learn to spin. And I actually have been messaging with people that are having issues finding wheels. I am in such a like centrally located place of spinners that I, I get spoiled by the amount of wheels that you can kind of come across or probably fall upon. So I am going to, I have never done like consignment on wheels or anything like that before because it's just like a different element. But I do want wheels to get out into the world so that people that are wanting to spin on a wheel can actually have a wheel that they um, feel like they can afford and such. So 
if you're watching and you live in my area and you have contacted me about consigning a wheel or are interested in selling a wheel at a reasonable price. So this is where I kind of want to, to be because what's happening is there's a spinning wheel shortage. You can't get a lot of the new wheels, especially the lower cost wheels. So some of the wheels that used to be used for $200, people are asking four to $600. I don't, I mean, I get it because it allows you, right, to get into the next wheel, but I also, if you have multiple wheels, I'm just gonna throw this out there as something to think about. If you have multiple wheels and you're not using them all and you have one that, one or two that you are ready to part with, maybe do it, maybe find the interim price, you know, because um, it's already expensive to get into hand spinning on a wheel. And so with used wheel prices going skyrocketing, it just makes it less, approachable for people. I mean, people, some people just financially can't get into it. So anyway, what I'm saying is if you are in the area and you are looking to consign a wheel, potentially buy, just depends on the price point and on the wheel, um, please feel free to contact me via email, Instagram, wherever you can try to get me. Um, email usually is Email and Instagram are probably the best ways to reach me uh, and we can talk. I can try to consign it in the shop or potentially depending on the wheel, I could try to buy it. And then lots of these wheels I can actually ship. Um, so we can get some wheels moving around. There are also a couple resources on Facebook that um, are great places to go for looking for wheels. I will put them in the show notes because I don't off the top of my head, but they're basically groups of people with of people in the fiber industry selling equipment. Um, so I will put links to those Facebook groups. I think I can do that in the show notes. Um, I do have my guide. I have a free guide for buying a used spinning wheel and for buying a new spinning wheel. Although I now have to look at the prices of the new spinning wheels because I was a little bit shocked by some of the prices when I was looking. So um, anyway. Feel free to reach out if you have a wheel. If you are looking for a wheel, free for it, feel free to reach out also because um, I can certainly try to connect. But um, it was really disheartening to see. It was really sad and to see the prices of some of the used wheels. I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, sometimes I'm like, just because you can. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't obviously, we could go down a rabbit hole of this, but if you can, sell your wheel at a reasonable price, I think that's great. I understand not everybody can and getting that extra couple hundred dollars can be a game changer for sure. So anyway, that's where we're at. Um, it is also leading me closer to doing a drop spindle <laughs> online course um, because it is an approachable way you can get a drop spindle. Um, it's approachable way to start spinning. I, it, you know, it's 50-50 about whether you're gonna love drop spindling and it's gonna lead you into it, but it gets you in the door if you physically can't get in the door because you don't have a spinning wheel. So anyway, I'll get off my bandwagon about that, but it's a bummer and I'm going to try to do what I can to help. So reach out to me. Um, okay. Works in progress. So my nurtured sweater, I didn't bring it because next time I'm going to be wearing it because last night, so I picked it up. I'm at the collar, literally the sleeves are attached, everything. There's a little seaming to do underneath uh, the sleeves, but that's quick. Um, I was at the short rows and I put it down because I started other things, right? As we do. And that was not a great place to put the sweater down. I don't, why do we do that? Why? Feel free to comment. Tell me why you do that. It's like you get to a certain point. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to think about this. Let me put it down for a month. So I completely lose my, my momentum on it. 
or where I know I am. And then anyway, so I had to, I was at a short rows point. It's not that short rows bother me. It's just, I don't know. So I'm at the, I had to rip out three times on those short rows before I finally was like, okay, read the directions thoroughly, follow the directions thoroughly, and let's stop ripping out. Um, so anyway, I got through my short rows and last night I started the first row of ribbing. So it's just a little, I think it's a three quarter inch rib up here. Sweater is done other than sewing in some ends. Oh my gosh, what am I saying? Putting in the ends and finishing the underarms. Hurrah. So I don't care if it's nine degrees out, I'm gonna wear that sweater for three minutes, my next episode, because it's a looker. Okay, um, also a very fun pattern. And when I'm talking about continental purling and slipping stitches, this sweater is the jam. I didn't do it on it, but it would have been a great place for me to be doing that. Um, anyway, my Sophie scarf. I am making progress, um, but very slowly. It's a very small knit, which is why it's good that I'm doing a small one. But here is my Sophie. Um, it's not a very big scarf. I honestly don't even remember how many times I'm supposed to, there's like an eight row repeat basically, or every eight rows you do an increase. And um, I just sit down and start knitting. So, uh, but basically you just do all the increase and then you start to decrease. So there's not really a wrong way to do this, but here she comes along. This is in the Utopia yarn that I am carrying in the shop, dyed in the wool, sustainable. It's beautiful. It's very squishy. I am doing my Sophie on. I seriously, y'all, I can't see anymore. I wear contacts and I'm sure lots of you can attest to this. It's becoming a real problem. Um, I think I'm doing this on it. You all, I can't even say, I think it's an eight. I said in the last one, am I doing this on separate needles? Anyway, these might be two different needle sizes. No, I'm doing it on a six. Oh my gosh. Sorry, you all. Okay. So I'm doing it on a six because it called for a four. I went up two needle sizes. I really like it. It's squishy, but you can see it's still, and of course it's going to work more as I wash it and all that stuff. But, um, it's going to be really nice. So I'm doing it on a size six on the sustainable. Beautiful. That reminds me, I have some new yarn to show you that I forgot to grab. So I will grab it in a minute, but let me show you, um, my other, my faucet, which is where I, this is where currently where I am doing a pearl and a slip stitch and the continental pearling is beautiful on this. So here we are. We'll show it to you from, look at how gore. I wish I could give you the squish factor on it. So there's like a little bit of everything here, right? Because we've got some mosaic, we've got some color work, we've got some baubles. All natural colors. This is the Rommeldale CVM that I hand spun that I'm working with. It is the squishiest of squish yarn. It is really, really spectacular. And I'm not gonna say, I, 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 I think other people, I'm sure other people have done this in solids, but I'm just gonna show you um, the pattern because I know for some people, it probably throws you a little bit when you see the pattern um, picture there. And um, because it's just very, it's very, you can't see all the detail in it that she puts into this pattern because I think the yarn sort of takes away from all the different things that you can look it up on Ravelry. Um, all the different things that are happening, right? The color work and that 
for me, sometimes those speckled yarns get to be, and the multicolored yarns just get to be a little much because they don't highlight the pattern as well. But look at how beautiful you can see that pattern with just the solid naturals. I'm so thrilled with how it's turning out. Um, but I was like, you go to time out and get that nurtured sweater done. So um, I can work on this a little bit. Anyway, that's what I'm working on. The faucet is really fun because it is very chunked out. Like you don't do anything for very long. So it's a really fun pattern, well-written, beautiful. I just am liking my colors a little bit better than the multicolors that I was seeing, or maybe even just more, you know, the, her multicolors were pretty connected, um, which didn't hide, to me, it doesn't seem to highlight the pattern designs as well. So anyway, personal opinion, you can throw it out the window. Totally fine. Okay. I'm going to pause for a sec to go grab those yarns. I'll be right back. Okay. So new yarn, this is from Junction Fiber Mill. So you, you, you all, I've mentioned that I'm not really spinning yarn anymore. So I'm trying to bring other small mills yarns into the online shop and into my in-person mill shop here um, to support them. So this new wool is from Junction Fiber Mill. It is 100% American wool. They say um, ba -ba -ba, it's fine wools. I don't think it says on here, but I think it was like Targi Merino. It's a blend, 100% American wool, non-superwash, because I won't have superwash yarn um, in my mill. But if you love it, I get it. And sometimes there is a point to it. I just am not a big fan, unless I'm knitting like a baby something. Um, okay, first, so here we go. Look at how fun that is. So this is the Alpen Glow, all different colors up in there, just beautiful. Uh, this one takes my breath away. This is the Seacoast. This is right up my alley of all the things I love. These are in the online shop now. Um, this is Lookout Lodge. Um, pumpkin Patch. Pull back a little bit. It's got kind of a peachy tone to it. There are some pinks. Obviously, there's some pinks in there. Um, and then January Nights. Actually, I do have another one and I will show you here. I don't have it listed online, but if you love it and you want it, the only reason I didn't put it online, so I'm going to hold, look at these. I mean, I love these different multicolored yarns, especially as an accent to a natural. Um, some of these would look absolutely phenomenal with the, um, and these are DK weight, DK weight. There is one other color. I don't have it in the online shop because I was afraid the colors were so like, you know, because of how this is spun up, no skein is going to be exactly the same. Uh, and certainly not in dye lots. I don't even think they have dye lots on it because it's just not going to be the same. So if you like it and you need a couple skeins, you think, or you're going to want a couple skeins, grab them all at once. But this other color I absolutely love, it is called forest floor. So here's one skein lots of bright oranges and those different blues and greens. This is the same batch in theory, right? But this one actually has like some purples. There's not really the orange, but there's purples. Um, I'll show you another one. So it was really hard. I was like, there's no way I can put these up online and then have somebody get, like if you saw one skein, it would be really hard for me to, to, confirm that it was going to be that scheme, right? Especially as I restock. So 
Anyway, if you love any of these, you can say I love that blue one and orange one. Just send me a message, send, comment, send me an email or whatever. Uh, that one has some purple in it, which I really love. This is obviously a little heavier in the yellow, but still has that kind of bluey, beautiful color. I think there's another one. This is like the everything one. I think this one does have like a smidge of purple in it. It doesn't have that orange quite as well. Anyway, they're all so different. I didn't want to put them in on that shop, but that's forest floor. If you're interested in any of these, feel free to message me and I can make it happen. Um, I just didn't want to disappoint. It's already hard enough to get colors right when you're doing online stuff. So, okay, that's the new yarn. It's very squishy. It is next to skin. It is fine wools. So let's go to some videos. I have got some videos of North Country Cheviot, which I had in Fiber Club. There is a little bit of it in white left in the online shop, but I dyed it in the wool. It's a bit fall inspired. You'll see that. Um, the continental knitting tutorial is in here. Um, I, with anything you're learning, I say practice, 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 especially this. It's going to feel like if you are a thrower or even if you knit continental with um, the yarn more wrapped around some of your fingers, as some people do, um, this is going to feel less like you have con like you have less control of the working yarn. In reality, you have more control, I would say, but it does not feel that way when you start. Um, anyway, so we'll go through that and then I will be back and we'll wrap it up real quick. And if you are listening to this, jump over to YouTube. I will put the link in the show notes to the tutorial uh, so that you can grab that if you're just listening and you want to watch and maybe start practicing some knitting. Okay, see you in just a minute. Okay, I hope that inspired you maybe if you're thinking about learning to switch up your knitting style a little bit. Um, I will do a purling one here soon. It is a beautiful dance. I mean, that's the best way I can describe Norwegian purling. It's just this beautiful little dance with your needles and it's pretty fun. Uh, I know a lot of people have issues with tension and sometimes, I think I used to, I don't really now. I think I have just with practice gotten better with it. And I think again, with this type of purling, you're gonna have less tension issues, but um, everything takes practice. I wanted to just mention, because I was talking about books and several of you did give some book suggestions. So if anybody's looking for book suggestions, go to last episode, uh, episode 80 in the comments. And some of you gave some book suggestions, which I appreciate. And I know many people have decided to go buy or go to the library and get When Women Were Dragons well worth it or the girl who drank the moon and somebody recommended her other one the orphan and the ogress I think is what it is so that's going to go on my list I'm going to take a little break and then I'll go back okay so this is so I tend to read just not necessarily lighter stuff but you know when I'm going to bed I want more of a novel when I in the morning when I'm eating or when I'm taking little breaks from work I tend to read more uh, business books. I love business books. Just love them. So this one is a mix of both actually. It's called Rest and it's not a newer book. It is by Alex Soo Young Kim Peng. I will put it all into the show notes. Rest, why you get more done when you work less. Um, so I just started this. I'm on like page 20 or so. This is not a brand new book. I'm going to say it came out in 2018. It literally jumped out at me when I was in our local bookstore. 
um, because I'm really focusing on trying to, as you all know, I tend to not, you can probably guess that I don't slow down a whole lot. Uh, one of you calls me Isabella, you call me Busy Bee, which is so accurate, um, especially during the summer. So, and I'm really not good. I mean, the bottom line is I'm not great at resting. I mean, if I go on a vacation, rest it up. But when I'm home, it is really hard for me to slow down. And summer is worse because Mitch is out working so much that then it just like, keeps me going. So this book, and it's not just like, he's not just talking about rest, like go lay in front of the TV, no judgment. It, I like, I have a very hard time doing that. Um, I should practice it more, but he's talking about rest from work and resting your brain. Not that your brain turns up. Anyway, it's really interesting. I am like all in on it. It's super interesting. Um, and I'm hoping it will help me appreciate the importance of rest with work. So anyway, if anybody is like me and they can't stop, <laughs> maybe this book is for you. I'll put the name in the show notes. And I did crack open a new book the other night, but I'm only a few pages in. So maybe next episode I will um, introduce you to that new book. Anyway, feel free to give comments of what you have read this summer because I always love great suggestions. I'm on Goodreads and you're welcome to find me there. I think I'm under my normal name, Kim Beegler. Um, so books I've read are in there. I don't write reviews because book Goodreads reviews are like terrifying and not always very nice at all. <laughs> like, holy cow. Like if you read the reviews for Women Memory Dragons, uh, there were a lot of people that I was like, did you read this book at all? I don't know. So Goodreads is not my place for reading reviews, but it is a fun place to kind of, I don't know, keep track of my books. That's basically what I do. Okay. That's all I've got for you. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you learned something new, saw something new, got inspired. You all inspire me so much. I so appreciate you. Please don't forget to subscribe, to comment, to give me a thumbs up, give me some book suggestions. Um, tell me why you put your projects down. Why, why? And um, I look forward to seeing you soon. In the meantime, stay healthy. Be kind to your neighbors and make so many pretty things. Thank you so much. Take care.